You're listening to the Hope Revealed Podcast Network with your host, Matt Crump. The Hope Revealed Podcast Network is home to shows like Hope Revealed, God's Got This Stories, Fight School with co-host and Emmy Award-winning director, Bill Nolan, on Clubhouse, the new international room called Let's Get Naked and Cancer FU, Fighters United, or his LinkedIn show called Matt Chat Live. Every episode of every show is designed to give you inspiration, motivation, hope, and the tools you need to navigate life successfully at home, business, or career. So now, your host, coach, consultant, and purveyor of hope, Matt Crump. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Matt Chat Live, and we're actually doing a Hope Revealed episode today. I'm super, super excited for our special guest, Miss Terry Healy. She'll be here with us in just a few moments, and uh, it's going to be an incredible moment. I, I've had a lot of opportunities to have people engage with, uh, with today's show uh, over the past couple of days. And I surely hope you have a chance to, uh, to tune in. If you're driving around and you just got it listening in your ears, Make sure you stay tuned. It's going to be really good stuff, right? So it's going to be some really good life-changing things. We've got a lot of great things happening here today. Of course, coming up in two hours is our show in Clubhouse called Let's Get Naked. That runs every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, and that's 4 p.m. Pacific. And that is 9 o'clock in the morning for all of our friends out there in Australia with one of our great co-hosts, actually, couple of them from Australia that join us uh, in the morning there. And my great friend, Adrian, who is one of our moderators as well. He's in the UK. His start time's midnight when he's on Let's Get Naked. I'm saying he's the most committed of everybody. Midnight. He's on like from midnight till three in the morning with us. His time. Holy smokes. Anyway, he's a great guy. You're going to love hanging out tonight on our show. Uh, tonight specifically, today is what is today? Today's the 16th of June. Good grief, y'all. It's half of June and half of the year gone. Is that crazy or what? 2021, half of the year is gone. Man, alive. That's wild. So tonight we're going to be talking about uh, about success, but we're going to be talking about some of the things that that you might shy away from that are areas of success for you, like some of the things that you actually do to accomplish success in your life, but sometimes you don't really live into what those things might be or you're fearful of doing them or you're not confident about it or something, uh, we're going to really dig into some of that a bit more tonight. So check in with us on Let's Get Naked uh, at Clubhouse at 7 p.m. If you're on LinkedIn, uh, which y'all should be anyway, you can join us at the uh, event page on LinkedIn for Let's Get Naked. And the link is there for Clubhouse uh, now for Android and uh, iPhone. So we've got some Android users that are popping into Clubhouse now. It's been a blast. So uh, you'll have a good time. we got a great group of moderators, and uh, it's always, always an impressive time. So... What the difference between Matt Chat Live specifically on those shows you guys have been watching and our other show called Hope Revealed? Uh, in Hope Revealed, we really get to dig into a story a bit more. And typically in Hope Revealed, it started really with my stories with God's Got This and, and cancer and all the people that I've had to deal with in my life, not had to, but got to deal with um, that have been terminally ill. And uh, most all of the people that were on the show with me are no longer here. They've all gone on. But um, they were able to share something on the show with people, specifically their families, um, that they wanted them to carry out for the rest of their of their lives on this planet. Uh, it was an honor to be able to do those shows. Um, so inside of that uh, that experience of Hope Revealed, we have moments that may have been dark moments in our lives. We all have experienced some kind of a dark moment. And uh, some of us, we can we can overcome and adapt, and we can find this Hope Revealed and move on in life. And Sometimes in other people's cases, they can't. I have uh, one per person specifically in my life I know of that uh, had a really, really hard time, really hard struggle with a very bad trauma in his life, and he was never able to overcome it until his dying day. And it broke my heart, but uh, he was a great man. He just never could overcome some of the obstacles. And uh, I'm just telling you, there's hope. There is hope. 
You just have to be willing to let go and trust somebody, right? So you're going to find a little bit about that tonight through uh, Terry's story. And uh, we got all other stuff coming up this week, too. So I just want to jump into some of that now. We do have a couple of sponsors on the show tonight. Uh, my great friend Chris Webb over there on the West Coast. He is in Canada, and he has a, a company called MF Consulting. Before we get things knocked off, let's hear a little bit about that with Chris. So that's MF Consulting, my friend Chris Webb. He has a phenomenal company, uh, incredible, uh, incredible guy. He's an awesome wife, and um, he really is passionate about helping to take care of your business. And he just really wants to be as raw and real about it as possible. And I love that. I love it. Now, I don't always love it, love it, because it sucks sometimes, right? But it's really cool to be transparent and to be real about things that you want to do in your life and help other people in business and careers as well. So uh, we'll hear from uh, my friend Danny from Encapsulator IO in just a little bit. Uh, but I'm super, super happy to have a special guest here today. And her name is Terry. So we're going to hear from her in just a moment. All right, Terry, welcome to Hope Revealed and Matt Chat Live. I'm glad you could be here with us today. This is exciting. Matt, thanks It so is much. exciting. Yeah. So, Terry, where are you uh, Where are you calling in from today? I am in Northwest Indiana, about 45 minutes from Chicago. Wow. Is it windy there? <laughs> Only when I cross the border. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I know. I think Gary, Indiana, used to be a really cool place to go to. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Right. But I guess you. I think you were telling me the other day, Gary, Indiana is not exactly such a friendly place anymore. No, no. A lot, a lot of, a lot of decades of corruption there, unfortunately. So it's, it's probably one of our most challenged areas of the state. But um, getting some really good ground to get some training, actually. That's where I kind of started speaking and honing my craft and getting my messaging down was a lot. If of you can speak in Gary, Indiana, you can speak anywhere, huh? Absolutely. absolutely. Not a crowd that's welcoming. I could just put it <laughs> like, what? That is wild. Yeah. I just, I would never think about it because it's songs, like, it makes you feel so happy and you think about the fifties, right. And all that kind of area. But now uh, time, time changes a lot of things, doesn't it? That's a bummer. It that's a bummer. What a sucky thing to have to happen. But, you know, you have you've got quite an amazing story. We've had a great uh, chance to get to know each other a little bit. And uh, your story starts back uh, when you're very young. Before we before we dive into all that and uh, we back up, let's start kind of where we're at. So um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do right now and, and how you're out there to help serve people in the world. Well, right now, I just um, actually launched a new program that I developed. I, you know how you feel when you accomplish something really great. And you're still left with that feeling of that it's not, it's not enough. You know, something's missing. Um, well, it's because we're taught to chase the, out, the outer wins. That's what I call them. You know, more money, more education, younger body, slimmer body, whatever that is. But that only takes you so far. So I created a program that I launched with my coaching, coaching clients called Eight and a Half Minutes, where you can spend eight and a half minutes a day and start transforming your life and actually accessing what I call your inner wins. Um, and just... Kind of imagine what your life would be like if you knew you were extraordinary from the inside out. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people would love that. It's like, yeah. man, eight and a half minutes a day. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to do my 15 minute meditation and my 20 minute this and 20, eight and a half minutes. Yes. Then, then people would be like, man, I love your program, Terry. Can you bring it down to like 4.5 minutes? I <laughs> 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 promise you transformation, Matt. Yeah, you, know, you, might, get, you might get, you might get, you know, you gotta, gotta be all, all in, right? Absolutely. So you've been able to been able to do some speaking now. And I guess you, uh, you cut your teeth in Gary, Indiana, or somebody tried to cut yours, one of the two. I'm not sure how that worked out, but, uh, and now you've been able to do some traveling and speak in a different places. And uh, you specifically speak into, to what area? You know, usually my audience uh, resonates, my audience of women is my re most resonant. You know, that's usually who who is looking for life transformation. Unfortunately, it's kind of how we're wired. But um, that's where I find myself is in those groups. 
What's the most common type of transformation people are looking for? I think that people think that their transformation, again, is external. You know, they think that if they have more money, if um, they, they choose different partners in life, if their kids behave differently, that their life will be content. And unfortunately, it's kind of backward. It's all the inner work first that then allows you to bring in those kind of things in your life and, and track those sort of things. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. It's um, it's tough pill to swallow for some because that's really what, I mean, we live in such a society in such an age and time where everything is so external, right? Everything just seems to be like so much prevalence is placed on on these things, um, mm -hmm. but that's not really where it's supposed to be. Mm -mm. And um, that's been around for a long time and we kind of lost our way, I guess, as humans. And and uh, it seems that it's now starting to come back again to some, some folks that are being able to speak life into the lives of others like you. Um, but it wasn't always, always awesome and easy and speaking in Gary, Indiana and having women to come around and hang out with you and learn great stuff about transformation. Um, you know, you, uh, you had a difficult, a difficult life and situation that started back right when you were a, a child, didn't it? Yeah, it certainly did. Um, Can you tell us um, about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, my history is one of some profound abuse and the pinnacle of it was when I was 12, I was actually abandoned in a trailer home and I was left there, um, without any adult present. Um, utilities, sometimes we were on, sometimes they weren't. Um, very rarely did I have hot water. I remember that particularly. And there just wasn't enough food there. There was nothing there for me to survive. Um, and I remember particularly a day that I went, uh, took a walk to the grocery store because I was very, very hungry, about a mile away, and a little bit of change in my pocket, and it wasn't enough money to buy anything. Uh, so I had stolen a package of hot dogs on that day. And I got outside of the store, and I was just consumed with guilt. And um, I didn't go back in and return the hot dogs, but I knew in that moment that I could never do something like that again. So um, I just made a resolve that I would find other ways to, to survive and to manage. And um, there were, you know, it was right at that age of like babysitting, like it was a good babysitting age for me. So there was a couple of different families in that tra trailer park that I've lived in that were, you know, would hire me to watch their kids. And so um, that's what I would do, you know, I'd go for three, four hours and watch people's kids. And um, there was a night in particular that the mom didn't come home to pay me and send me home, but the dad had come home from work early. And he told me that he had the money for the babysitting, but he also said that he had a little bit of extra money if I wanted it. And I did, I did want it. And, and the reality was I needed it. It wasn't, you know, uh, so for some nicety, it was for, for me to survive. And I knew what he was talking about. You know, those, those sort of things had been happened to me for many, many years. And so he took me into a back bedroom and um, I, dropped to my knees and uh, left with the money. And what he did was he told other men that lived in that trailer park. So what ha what happened is that I just started going from trailer to trailer to trailer. And I would get the money that I needed to buy some food, maybe get a utility cut back on um, just to survive, just to survive. So, And in some way it's very strange, but that was easier for me than stealing those hot dogs, you know, and, when I was really young, I'd gone to church. You know, my family members used to pick me up every Sunday and take me to church. So I did get some foundation put there. And I think that's why that was bothering me so much. But um, something that, like that was real significant for me was there was a night that we had a really bad storm. And if you've ever lived in a trailer, it's like a really thin tin, tin can. You know, all the sounds are magnified, right? Right. So there was this night and it was a horrible storm. And I remember, I remember being afraid. And I hadn't felt that feeling in a long time. Because in my world, there was no room for fear. I couldn't, no entertainment of that. So it scared me. And I had to shut it down. And then right from that thought, I went into um, a decision that there was no God. That I couldn't, I couldn't reconcile at age 13 at that time, how the God that I understood him to be could have allowed 
everything that had happened to me yeah. and to that point and, and what I was living in. So I and just you thought, almost you're at that point of this trailer to trailer kind of lifestyle at that point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I was surviving. So I, I made that conscious decision that God didn't exist. And I honestly really Matt, I couldn't say the word God till I was 47. And that was a long time of being really angry. So right after that thought, I, it was like I had heard this voice in my head and because I had just, just unplugged spiritually, you know, it wasn't God to me, but I, there was no one else in that trailer. It was just me. And it was like this voice outside of me. And, and the voice said, um, just get through this. Just need you to survive this because you, you've come through everything. I needed you to go through everything because you're here to touch hundreds of thousands of lives. And in order to do that, you needed all of this. So I didn't tell anybody about that. You know, I just kept that to myself till again to my 40s. You know, I didn't tell anybody. But that, it didn't explain things to me. It didn't justify things to me. But it did give me a, a, like a reason. Like there's a purpose to this. And, and it just, it actually changed the whole momentum for, you know, when I was taken out of that trailer, it was three years later that I was 15 years old. You know. How did that occur? What happened? Like, I mean, you're talking, Terry, three years of a kid, uh, no social services showing up, no uh, uh, nothing. No. Just how did you pay the bill? How did you walk to a, to a place to pay the, the bill in person and say, mom told me to bring the money or how'd that work? You could, you could make utility payments at the local grocery store. So that's how I would go in and get the, get the, the lights back on. Um, for the most part, because it was really scary to me. I guess not scary, but but it was uncomfortable to live without any lights. So, you know, when you lose power and it's, you get that little bit of anxiety, I lived like that quite a bit. So, yeah, that was how I cut it on. But really what had happened was um, there was like a really bad storm again in the area. It was like a blizzard, like a, a natural, a national disaster almost in our state. And there was a woman that had been calling social services and telling them there's, you know, there's no adult there. There's no adult there. And, and um, she had seen me and been around me. She knew that I didn't smell good. You know, my clothes weren't clean. My body wasn't clean. Um, and that I was hungry. She knew that. So for some reason during this particular storm, because it was, it was an emergency situation, that's how the authorities actually came and I remember particularly being afraid to fall asleep in the middle of the storm because I didn't have heat, I didn't have electricity. And um, I remember being kind of a little slap happy, but I remember the sound of them chiseling through the ice to open the door and pull me out. Wow. Yeah. And um, I mean, what happened then? That's 15 years old now. Mm -hmm. And you're transitioning from, from this trailer park to a foster care system of some sort, right? No, it wasn't into foster care. It turned out that one of my parents actually still lived in the same town. Um, and so they located that parent and I was brought to that home. Oh man. And, oh man, is right. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess, yeah, that was quite an upheaval and very well, you're challenging. Now and you're, you're uh, sassy and you know, you're not a little kid anymore, right? Mm -hmm. You've been through too much, unfortunately for anybody. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a lot of anger, a lot of anger inside of me. Yeah, so. Uh, it's so horrible, Terry. So, uh, well, what what next? That's 15. You got? Uh, were you in school from 12 to 15? Yeah. yeah, I was, and and I and I did go to school because I could eat when I went to school because I um, I had found figured out how to sign the paperwork to get free breakfast and free lunch. So for those years that I was in that trailer, I got to eat twice a day on a school day. And wow. yeah, so all of you, I went to school for sure. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another story about school if you're up for it. Okay, let's do it, girl. This is amazing. So this, this was like, um, this was right after I had gotten out of the trailer. So I'm still 15. I'm in the ninth grade. So I'm still sitting in class and, and the guidance counselor um, sent a note. He wanted me to come in to, the, to talk to him. So I left the class, went to his office, and he sat down, you know, with me. And he said, um, what are you doing here? And I thought, you know, when they called me in, I don't know what I'm doing here. And, and he said, um, and he goes, you know what? I don't know. He goes, 
why are you going to school? And my thought was, so I could eat, you know, and, but I couldn't tell him that because the way that I was taught was you don't tell, you know, whatever it is that we were going through, we didn't talk about it. So I didn't answer and he, he continued and he said, you know, he goes, I gotta tell you, he said, um, do you know you're failing all the classes in ninth grade, like, except for the orchestra, you know? And I thought, well, that, that could very well be. I didn't know that, you know, um, made sense though, because I love the orchestra. But he said, um, he said, he goes, I got to tell you, he said, I'm real confused. He said, because you're pretty smart. And immediately, so this is my training, right? I thought, well, when a man said something flattering to me, he had a motive. Mm. So my head started going, what do I have to do to get out of this office and get back to class? So I was already problem solving, right? So he goes on and he says, Lee, he says, I want to show you something. He pulled some papers out of my file and he said, um, he goes, these are like the results of the placement tests that we took back in the fall. And he said, he explained to me what percentiles were, you know, when they rank you. And he said, you know, out of 100 kids your age, he said, you're like 95th in math and you're 98th smartest in English. So he said, I said, I got to know, why are we talking about you failing ninth grade? We should be talking about where you're going to go to college. And I thought, college i never in my life thought about going to college i never thought about graduating high school my world was day-to-day -day survival that's all i thought about so he gave me copies of the papers which was critical because if he had not done that I would have walked out of that office and talked myself out of that whole conversation i would have rewritten it in my head right it was too much of a spin for me yeah. But what happened was, as I was walking back to class, it dawned on me that I believed something about myself that I didn't know that I believed. Mm. And what I didn't know is that up until that minute of time with him, I believed that I was what we used to call mentally retarded. We don't call it that anymore. It's not politically correct, but that was the terms we used 40 years ago. Right. And I'm not. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not a mentally retarded woman, but that was what I believed I was and who I was. So that changed my world on a dime. So I'd just gotten out of that trailer. Then I had that experience with that guidance counselor and the world opened up for me, you know, possibilities that I never, never thought I could have were revealed wow. to me. So that was that was a very pivotal moment. And I use that story now when I take stages or do coaching work to say that, you know, so many times we walk around with things that we believe about ourselves and we don't know what those are. It's like a subconscious thing. So if you go about the business of digging them out, then you can like figure out what you're going to do about it, right? So you dig out this belief you've got about yourself and now you've got your power, right? And you can say, well, you know what? I like that belief. That belief has kept me safe. It's let me get as far as I've gotten, and I'm, I'm going to keep it. Keep it. It's your belief, right? Yeah. Or yeah. you could say that belief has held me back. It hasn't served me. Um, and then you go about the business of how to retrain yourself to let go of that belief. Right. Or you could do um, a hybrid. You could keep the parts that serve you and let go of the parts that don't. And that's common, too, in the work I do with people. But so many of us walk around with that stuff and and I think that I think that, that that hinders a lot of people, it handicaps a lot of people. As well, it did well, you your life there. There. At, at fifteen, 15 at ninth grade, I think it's recurring. And um, that's not even all the story. There's even more. I mean we've got we've got twice as much to go. So I want to share with some folks some things that really, I mean, there's some moments here that have already been shining some light into the darkness because obviously we're on this side of looking back to it right now, but there's more. And I want to dig into that in just a second if we can, but I want to go just a moment to break away here for our, our little spot here with my friend Danny from Encapsulator. And we'll come back and hear what that part is from this next side of your life. It's pretty, pretty ways. And you still had some way to go, didn't you? Way That's to go. We'll talk about that in a second. Come right up after we hear from Encapsulator.io.
So we're with Terry Haley today here on Hope Revealed. And if you have been tuning in so far, it has been just, well, Terry, to be sure, this is going to be a television movie or some kind of a movie thing, right? Your life could definitely be this. It's almost unbelievable, just really almost unbelievable. Um, I know it's not, but uh, because it's true, but my goodness, and we're not even... We're at 15 years old right now. You still got to go from 15 to 47. Um, so I know that there were a lot of difficult things. Oh, before I do that, I got to finish about, about Danny with Encapsulator because that was a great segue, right? So Encapsulator.io is a great uh, company because what they're able to do is they have video time vaults. And in those video time vaults, you're able to take uh, a moment in your life or a place or space in life, just like um, when old people are like, well, like me, I won't say us because it's not, you know, I'm. No, I'm a little guy. So uh, back in the day when I was in school in, in the 70s, um, we would do these little time vaults and we'd put all kinds of little items from that we would have as kids or whatever and put them in these metal containers and they'd get buried outside for the school somewhere, they'd concrete over top of it and put a statue or something. And then like 30 or 40 years later, they would dig it up. Gosh, I wish I was at those places where they dug those things up. I've always wanted to know what it was like, but um, we did these time vaults. Well, Danny created a business with Encapsulator that you can actually do this with video. And you you record certain videos about a certain thing, a certain space and time. Danny was a, a heroin addict. He was a drug addict. And uh, he was able to make a video of himself one time and went back and saw himself prior to the treatment that he had received when he got healed. And the, the place from each of those spots in his life was so mind-blowing to him that it really created this opportunity for him to create this business that he had was Encapsulator. And it's being used for uh, for businesses now. Uh, there's psychologists that are using things like this for, for team building and, and, uh, and different therapies and things of that nature. But there's so many great things you can do with Encapsulator and seal something in the vault and say you want to open up a year from now or three years from now. Maybe you want to have a three-year goal. And you say you can't open it for three years. And at the end of three years, you got to wait, got to wait, got to wait. And you see, did I really make all the things I said I was going to do? What did I do better? What did I do good? Whatever. Uh, it's a great, great company. Just go to encapsulator.io and you can uh, set up your own account right there now. It's a fantastic thing. I've got one. Pretty fun. Can't wait to open my vault here soon and see what I did about a year or two ago. So let's go back into we're at high school. And this teacher is saying thank you. And you're thinking this guy is probably trying to come on to me because he's being a little bit too nice. And I think I know what he wants me to do right now. Uh, but surprise, he really thought something uh, special about you. He thought that you had some abilities that you didn't even know you had. And he started to talk to you about things that could look better for your life, that there's opportunity ahead of you, that you had the ability to achieve things that you didn't ever think were possible. And this starts getting introduced to you uh, in the ninth grade. So, so let's start at ninth grade and fast forward a little bit. Where, where are we at here on this trail now? Because you had already said, you had said, okay, I'm done. How could there be a God with all this kind of stuff going on in my life? And still at this point, all these little things are happening. There's still no God because God would not let me do this or go through this. There was still that relationship, that that hate-hate relationship, not necessarily love-hate, right? So where are we at now in the story, Terry? But it's interesting because, you know, what's, what's difficult, I think, is that when people meet us on the other side of this, like if you met me today somewhere over a cup of coffee, you would never imagine that I came from what I came from. So you, what you have to remember is that it, because I got that message, because I got that night, that night, that, that messaging that I had a reason to find healing. Like I knew when I came out of that trailer, I had work to do. You know, I was here for something bigger than myself. It wasn't about myself. And then I had to get myself ready for that. And so I was just telling somebody, and they said, you know, it wasn't like I came out of that trailer and I got dressed for the prom. That was, <laughs> it just wasn't my reality. You were saying take a shower, right? You said that you were, you were not right. smelling good. Clothes probably hadn't been washed, and right? Yeah. No, that that sour, there's a sourness when people don't have access to, to things like that. But um, so it just... I've been through quite a bit of counseling. I've been very fortunate that way. Um, I found an incredible mentor about 10 years ago. Um, interestingly enough, isn't that funny? That was right about when I got reconnected spiritually. She's a licensed or an ordained minister herself. So she's helped that she's helped me get all you know back in sync with where I need to be in that in that conversation for myself. But it's it has been a work. It has been work. I mean, you just don't 
you know, come out of that kind of thing and not, and expect that you're going to live life normally. You've got, you've got some healing to do. But what's really, really neat though, Matt, is like I look at everything, everything, there's a gift, there's a gift in everything. And I, and I know sometimes that's really challenging, but um, kind of one of the things that I know is that because I have come through what I've come through because of those experiences, I have an unspoken and profound compassion for other people. And I also have a, a gift of being immediately connectable with just about everybody. So um, can I share another story with you? Are you kidding me? No, we're going to shut the show down now. Of course, girl, go ahead. It's amazing. This is a great story. This is a great story. So, um, so there are uh, some backtracks. So I get out of the trailer and I'm thinking, I'm, I always saw myself on a stage. I don't know why. I just kept thinking I'm supposed to speak to people. So as I would go through different decades of my life, the audience that I would get that visual around would keep changing and evolving, et cetera. So when I when I knew that I needed to do something with that, um, I wasn't a professional speaker, but I but I uh, I made myself available to go speak in Gary, Indiana, um, at the Better Women's Shelters. Mm -hmm, yeah, right? yeah, that exactly. runs with me that stands for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> um, but so I'd go into the homeless shelters there. And, you know, I knew that if I could work with people in their, their darkest times and I could create some sort of shift or open possibility or at least help them access hope for themselves, mm -hmm. that I could go take that show anywhere, right? I could, I would, could do it anywhere if I could do it with that audience. So one of the places I landed was there was an organization that was providing um, court-mandated parenting classes for people that were snagged by the city of Gary because their kids were truant, um, curfew violations, things like that, like low-level infractions. So it was a 10-week class, and, and if, the, if the parents came every week on time and they showed up, they got to get to the 10th week, the graduation, and there I was as this this speaker for them. So I would walk into these rooms every 10th week and then these people would be like, wait a second, who is this woman and what she thinks she's going to tell me about my life? You know, and <laughs> there was a lot of hostility in these rooms. I remember going, Oh my goodness. Um, I didn't match the demographic and I didn't at that point didn't look like it came from her head and her understanding of them. Long story short, once I start speaking, people are immediately connected to me. It's just a really wonderful gift that I've gotten. So the last time that I was in there, there was a woman there, and she waited until everybody cleared out of the room, and it was just me and her, and I was putting, you know, putting my things together to go. And she um, came up to me, and she said, do you remember me? And I said, boy, gosh, I'm sorry. I don't. Where, where did I meet you? And she said, well, you know, I was here um, a few months ago and I heard you speak. So I thought, oh, my goodness, she got snagged again. You know, kids, kids weren't going to school or something like that, you know, and she had to go back to the class. And so she says, you know, I, I got through the class and I went with my certificate to the judge and I told him I wanted to take the class again. And he thought I was being funny. And, he, and she says, no, she says, your honor, there's this woman named Miss Terry and I want to hear her speak again. And he said, all right, it's that important. He signed the papers. There she gets another 10-week run with the parenting classes. And she starts again. Um, I found out in hindsight she had no transportation. It's very common out there. So she was walking back and forth almost two miles each of the nine classes to get permission to get to the 10th class and get my talk. And she said, um, I don't even remember what you talked about last time. She said, but what I knew was couple days after I heard you, I realized that all I was ever doing was screaming at my kids. Mm. And she said, Miss Terry, I stopped hollering. And she said, can I show you my kids? And I said, yeah, you can. And so she pulls her phone out and she shows me this little, little girl, seven, eight years old, you know. And she says, this is my girl. And it was always on her, you know, the mess she's making with her, her markers and her crayons and her books and just always just a mess. And she says, when I stop screaming, she says, Terry, my girl's an artist. And she said, let me show you my boy. And she shows me like this boy, 14, 15 years old. And, and she says, um, mom and I were realizing he's really smart in math. And we're thinking he's going to be the first one in the family to get a high school diploma. So I thanked her for 
letting me see her kids, you know, and I got into my car and I just sobbed, you know, I, I was in a place where it wouldn't have been proper for me to hug her or thank her for that gift, but I got in the car and, and I got it, man, right? The light went on. Like I just saw, I spoke three, four months ago on shame. That was the topic. That day, that woman's life changed. Her children's lives forever, they changed. Yeah. Who they couple up with, how they do that, it's changed. How they raise their own if they have their own, that's forever changed. I saw the whole thing. And it was like it was like God speaking to me then saying, okay, wait, wait a second. It's time to make this a profession. This is what you need to be doing. Get that show and take it on the road. That was the moment that I knew I needed to stop doing other things to make a living and I really needed to start focusing and this is what needed to be. Told. So Terry, what you're just saying is that at this moment, there was a hope revealed to you and, her. and something that changed everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. Yes. But you had a lot of little hopes all along the way, even when you didn't want them, even when you didn't want the name where they may have come from, but they were little ones all along the way some bigger than those others, right? And then this, this moment that changes the trajectory, not just for your life, because if you just said no, then you, you actually rob somebody else of an opportunity. Absolutely. But by saying yes, then, then little 12-year-old Terry gets to have a different life altogether. She's not in the, she's not in the trailer park alone anymore. Yeah. Something's changed, right? So that woman's daughter now has a mom. That that boy now has a mom, right? So yes. you go back. I mean, it's been a complete change in everything, right? Yes. How yes. amazing is that? So what does that feel like, Terry? What does that feel like for 12-year-old Terry to stand there in a place like that when that woman shows you a picture of her child and her, her daughter and son? And what's that feel like for you? I think that... First thing that comes to me is profound gratitude. Because here's the thing, is I'm very clear and very, I'm so non-ego, but I'm very clear that and grateful that I was given what I was given so that I could do the work I had to do to be the vessel of that information. So, and, and the person to bring that hope forward to other people and that healing forward. So before I would go into the, that 10th week graduation ceremony be their guest speaker i sit in my car and pray and i would say you know you tell me this is what i think i want to talk about today but <laughs> it's all up to you you know and i i was very clear that i would walk into that particular audience and what i thought i was going to talk about was usually not it but i would get with the people get to talking and all of a sudden it was like i just got almost like the messaging came through me did i think i was going to talk about shame that day no Shame was one of the last things I probably thought I was going to talk about. But that's what those people needed. That's what that woman in that chair and her children needed that day. So it's just, it's not even just, it it just, it's not even just my hope, man. It's it's everybody else's. And if there's if what who I've become and the work I've done has allowed me for people to connect those dots, I am the luckiest. I am the I'm so grateful to be who I am to be able to do that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, totally makes sense. Absolutely. Oh, I know I feel you. I mean, we're wrinkled to it. What a blessing, right? What a blessing. That's uh, I talked yeah. to you uh, yesterday. We were talking before the show and Genesis 50, 20 says that what, what evil, what the enemy, what the devil means for our destruction, God means for our good. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, how could what happened to a 12 year old child who had to do what you said you had to do for three years, uh, how's that good? Oh, it, it's not good, but it was an amazing opportunity for the 30 year old, 35 year old, 45 year old, 47 year old Terry to have been able to put all these pieces of the puzzle together. Um, and, and what hope you thought you had lost and a relationship that you had that you lost has now come back in a way that it was never before. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, there's, Without without any question in your life, you have a relationship with God now. And that was one of the first things that went out the window. Well, 
tell you yeah. something I'm a little on the sense so you just to I want I'm going to tell you one thing so you get really really clear of what I had to overcome and why it was so easy for me to unplug that night and the storm in the trailer is you know one of the things that had happened to me before the trailer is I was molested by a cousin who was about eight years older and he was training to be a man of the cloth so he was in school to be a minister as he was molesting he was quoting scripture oh God. Oh yeah. So you you want to talk about? I got some got a few things I got to work on, you know. And yeah, so, yeah, that's a big deal. That's horrible. Yeah. Period. But, well, he was psycho first of all, but second, then to have those in, in an innocent child's mind now twisted, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and then what what truth and love is intended for you now becomes a weapon. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And an association with something something so profoundly ugly. Yeah. So, so it's just so it, that's just like just some of the some of the little things that like you just again I, I couldn't just get dressed for the prom. I had a lot of work to do. I've had a lot of work to do, but there is nothing, nothing like the feeling of when you know when someone is so gracious with you, like that woman who, who let me see those children. What a graciousness to her to give me that. She never. She never had to come and tell me that she was dropping the ball and wasn't mother of the year. She never had to be vulnerable with me, but she was, that was a gift she gave me. So when people come back to me and they say, I just want you to know, you know, you worked with me. I saw you a year ago. You worked with me two years ago, whatever. And they tell me what's happening now. It's not about me. Honestly, I'm just a vessel that has shined itself up and I keep working on it to be what I need to be and who I need to be to do the work I'm here to do. It's just that. But what a grateful place to be. I get to be that vessel. Wow. Yeah, and then yeah. just when you get that stuff and you know, when you're, you're out there ministering, you're touching lives, you're, you're impacting people. And, and so I'm always, it makes me more conscious too of giving people that gift as well. When they've had, when they've had impact for my life and my journey, that I that as soon as I feel it, I, I make an effort to connect and, and deliver the communication, email, text, pick up the phone, whatever it is, when I see them again, they need to know what they did to help where I'm going and when I'm yeah. up to. Well, Terry, there's so many people of different backgrounds that are watching or listening to the show here and uh, in hashtag replay, hashtag replay. They're watching the show uh, or listening, and it, I, it could be it could be December of 2021. Right it could be the year 2024 right now. I don't know, yeah. but at this exact moment, um, somebody has been set here to listen to this exact thing, whether it's their personal life, some of the things that you've experienced in your life. Uh, or maybe their their career is in the toilet and they don't feel like they have any hope. They can't do anything. And there's so many things that they couldn't do. They don't think they can do. There's so many different parallels there in your life. And of course, in, even in some of mine. So to that person, that, that man or that woman that's listening right now and struggling with some of those areas to think like, you know, forget it. There's just no sense in even trying anymore. Uh, it's just isn't going to happen. And this is just as good as it gets. Um, what would you say to that person right now, Terry? What I would say is that um, I'd like for you to consider that you have value that you've not even acknowledged or you've seen, and that there's no one and nothing that can define your value. You were brought here to this world and this earth on this body with gifts that were given to you, and nothing and no one can alter that or change that. You know, it's so easy to define who we are based on what's happening to us and, and the results of choices that we've made. But at the end of the day, nothing changes that. You are this incredible being that is just a gift. And to then my encouragement would be don't necessarily get, try not to get log jabbed and stuck in, in what you see around you, but instead make a decision and a prayer to um, have God show you and connect you back to the value that, that you are. Mm, that's so good. Absolutely. We're fearfully, wonderfully made. And it's so hard for people to believe sometimes in life that we can be worth anything like that. Um, but we are, we're one of a kind masterpieces and 
um, to understand that, to, to feel that is a, is a big difference from what you felt, uh, for example, at 12 or what I felt when I was 18 or when I was 30 or when I was right, different things I've experienced in my life. And, uh, what an amazing, amazing story in the sense of, for me, it's so amazing because of who you are now, Terry. I, I don't sit here and try to glorify your past. I think it's a horrible scenario and a bad situation, but I also believe uh, in, in redemption and that you've been redeemed and, and your heart has been changed. And, you know, you had an opportunity to say yes or no. And you said yes. And as a result, now you can do even more because of what's been done in you and through you for other people than you ever could have before. And now you get to touch people's lives around the world. Just here on a, on a show we're talking right now, we got people all over the, the world listening right now, right? How amazing is that? Although that all sucks. But now the benefit of that is that somebody can see that there is another side. There's a way through. It's not easy. It's not fast, mm -mm. but it is possible. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I know that there's some places people can try to find you. I got, uh, let me see, I'll pop this up over here. Mm -hmm. I have your cool little uh, thing I downloaded earlier. Where is it at? Here we go. We go. Boom. People can find you here on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn, right? So we're on LinkedIn, Facebook right now, and YouTube, and then on audio everywhere, Spotify and Amazon and Google and all those other places out there either. But if you're just listening to us, I've got a picture up of Terry's profile page on uh, on LinkedIn. So you can reach her there. And uh, she has a website as, as well. Of course, that'd be pretty easy to find out when you know uh, what that is, because it's uh, really hard. Um, Terry Healy, that's her name. Terry Healy, H-E-L-Y, for those that are listening, T-E-R-I, one R, one I, Healy.com, Terry Healy. So Terry, tell us just a little bit here about uh, what folks might see when they uh, when they come visit you at your website. Well, I wish it was a little bit up, more up to date. It's a little on the older side. Um, so if I'll talk about that later. I know it's a couple <laughs> things too. But there's still great stuff there. There's great stuff there. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of focuses like I did a radio show for a while. So that was kind of a really cool thing I did in my life to touch other people and bring conversations forward that needed to come forward. Um, but there is also, also a contact page there. Um, you know, my request, if I could put a request out there in the ethers for whenever somebody happens to be listening is um, it's, it's my commitment to touch 10 million lives now. It's that's where I've stated it now and um, anything in any way that I can do that, um, you know, to connect with an organization, be able to take a stage, however that looks like. I'm very, very flexible in the moment with it, but I would love the opportunity to just keep tentacling out and touching lives and touching lives. So, yeah, no doubt. And there's a way to reach you. Of course, you can go to website terryhealy.com. Uh, for those who find her on LinkedIn, you're also on Facebook. So there's great ways to reach out to you and to be able to find out how folks might be able to get you to an event or whether it's virtual or live, hopefully more lives as we go along here in time. I can't wait to get back with people. I like to be with people. I like to hug people and talk to people face to face. I miss that a lot, um, but that's coming back soon. Even up in Gary, Indiana. I want to go to Gary, Indiana and speak one day. I want to go there too. Be cool. I'll take you. I'm, I'm ready to go. You got to show me the ropes there, girl. I got to find out what's going on. So. <laughs> yeah, they got it right there. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you here on Hope Revealed today and to be able to show hope, I mean, you are uh, you are living example of hope. Um, there's a, a little girl that could have given up. There are you could have been killed. You could have died in the froze to death. There's so many things that could have happened. Mm -hmm. um, but you're alive, and you are alive for such a time as this. There's people there like that woman that said that she wanted to come back through another 10 week course so she could see you again, talk to you again, show you the difference in her family now as a result of some of the things she's learned. Um, you know, Terry, and I know you feel this way, even if it was just for that woman, it probably would have been worth it all, right? Just to see that one woman's life and those kids and now the legacy of that family changed forever by by a little old gal from Indiana. That <laughs> you know? was pretty awesome. Wow. Thank, Thank you so much for being with us today, Terry. It's been such a blessing to have you here. Thank you, Matt. I'm beyond grateful. Yeah. Yeah, we are too. So, so grateful. So folks, don't forget that coming up tonight here, 7 p.m. Eastern is uh, Let's Get Naked. Tonight's show, we're talking about some of the things you might be afraid of 
in the area of imposter syndrome with success. Not like you're afraid of success, but some of the things you're afraid to do or admit to do or that you've done to be successful, right? Sometimes maybe we think like we're not that good or not good enough, or people are gonna think that, well, they're gonna think I'm stuck up or I'm not good. Ah, sometimes we can put so many things on ourselves that other people actually have been waiting for you to talk about or, or share how it's possible. And you're like all scared on the inside. We're gonna talk about it tonight on Let's Get Naked. It's gonna be good stuff. So come on and join us on Clubhouse at seven o'clock tonight. And then of course, uh, Matt Chat Live and Hope Revealed is every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise anyway. We'll be here every Friday, every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Yeah, that's an old one, too. Sorry. I've been around for a little bit, too. Uh, man, I'm so excited. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad we had a chance to do this together, Terry. And I know there's so many people that I talk to that will get a big blessing out of what your story is. And I surely hope, folks, you get a chance to engage with Terry and uh, talk to her about speaking at your event, uh, clinics, workshops, uh, virtual events, live events. Um, she's ready to go speak to 10 million people right now. So let's do this thing. 10 million people sign up now. Wouldn't it be awesome? Boom! It'd be amazing. <laughs> It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. <laughs> amazing. Well, thanks again, folks. I'm looking forward to having you uh, back here again the next time on the next episode of Matt Chat Live. We'll see you the next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode here on the Hope Revealed Podcast Network. If you'd like to find out more information about this episode or learning more about Matt's coaching or consulting services, resources, or booking information he has available, please visit mattcrump.tv. And thank you again for tuning in. And remember, in any dark place or any uncertain moment, right around the corner, there can always be a hope revealed. Thank you.